Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. burn away Hebrews 12 uh, Hebrews 12 28 and 29 says that he is unshakable we have an unshakable kingdom and so he deserves all of the worthy or worship he wants us to worship him in fear he wants us to give him thanksgiving what do you want him to burn away fear on today do we need to burn low self-esteem on today do we need to burn our lustful minds away God burn it away burn it burn it everything that's not like you burn it burn it everything that's not like you Jesus burn it burn it let your consuming fire burn us on today worship him on today god wants your worship he wants you to worship him in spirit and in truth burn it lord burn it burn it burn it we come before you naked we come before you vulnerable today telling you god that we need you to burn it burn it we're filthy rags oh god we're unclean on today God we need you to burn our lying spirits God we need you to burn procrastination oh God we need you to burn when we have gossiping lips oh God we ask you to burn it burn it burn it God I pray in the name of Jesus that you will burn everything on today that does not represent you I pray in the name of Jesus that you will burn our God burn our minds on today God I pray that we have a mind of Christ on today I pray that we have a mind of Christ on today God burn away the anxiety God burn away the depression God burn away the sadness oh God God burn those things away on today God you're so worthy God we ask you to burn it on today God we ask you to burn it some of your worship is hindered because you won't be open and vulnerable to God and let his Holy Spirit come and rest rule and abide in you test him try God on today give him your all your spirit your mind your emotion every thought God wants you to cast those cares upon him because he cares for you 
burn it away. It's a simple song, but it's a powerful song. You know every single thing that needs to be burned. So I ask that you will open yourself and be vulnerable to his spirit. Be vulnerable to his presence. For those of you in your living room on today, I know it's not the official sanctuary, but I pray that it'll be your sanctuary. I challenge you to cry out to God today more than you did yesterday, more than you did two weeks ago. Cry out to him. His presence is already there. His presence is in your living room. His presence is in your bathroom. His presence is in your bedroom. His presence is in your kitchen. Allow him to be who he is because he's holy. He's a mighty God. He's a marvelous father. He's everlasting. He's a prince of peace. Allow him to burn. Burn. God, you're worthy. God, you're so holy. Oh God, we ask you to burn it. God, we don't even deserve to be in your presence on today. We really need the Holy Ghost fire. God, we don't even deserve to be in your presence. We come to you, oh God, as filthy rags on today. Asking you to forgive us, oh God, of everything that does not please you, of everything that does not represent you, everything that does not represent your likeness and your image. We ask for forgiveness on today. God, some of us have messed up slipped up we've missed the mark oh god and i ask right now in the name of jesus that your grace and your mercy oh god will rest upon your people on today god we thank you oh god for yet another day another opportunity to have the breath of life God, we thank you, oh God, that somebody didn't make it on last night. Somebody was declared dead on this morning. But you allowed the breath of life to breathe through our nostrils. And for that, God, we say thank you. God, we've been with headaches, oh God, we say thank you. God, when our lights are about to get cut off, we still say thank you. God, when our marriages are facing a divorce, we say thank you all today God you're so worthy we thank you on today and I pray right now in the name of Jesus your word declares in 2nd Corinthians chapter 12 that your grace is sufficient Paul kept saying God take this thing away whatever it is take this thorn out of my side but God says my grace is sufficient I don't know who you are 
for your people all today God some of us are doing well you're moving in our lives it's our season you're blessing you brought us out of a storm God and so I want to pray for those first oh God God I ask in the name of Jesus that you continue to shield them we pray for your protection upon them God for those that just got promoted God we say thank you and I pray God that you give them the endurance God that you give them the tenacity oh God that they don't have a procrastinating and lazy spirit oh God on those things that you bless them with God for those that you bless with the new house God in the name of Jesus I pray God that they clean up their house I pray God that they take care of their house I pray God that they treat it as your temple oh God because your presence dwells in that place so I pray for your people now God that are okay right now I pray for those that are okay financially God I pray that you give them wisdom that they continue to make right decisions, God, which you have entrusted them to be good stewards of. And God, there's some of your people, oh God, that are facing some challenges once a day. God, they're facing challenges in their minds. They're facing challenges in their emotions. Spiritually, they're drained. Physically, they feel like they can't move. And I pray for those people on today. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that your grace will be sufficient. I pray, God, that you will give them endurance, oh God. I pray, God, that in their weakness, God, they are made strong because of you. God, I'm not asking you to remove it, oh God. I ask God that your grace be sufficient. God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, oh God, for those that are begging and pleading for you to remove it. I ask God that it will be removed according to your will, according to your purpose, according to your plan in the name of Jesus. So I pray, God, that you give them daily bread God to get through the day I pray in the name of Jesus that you will continue to give them joy in the midst of sadness God we know that weeping may endure for a night but joy cometh in the morning so God we ask right now for our everlasting joy a joy that the world didn't give and a joy that the world can't take away God we pray that your grace is sufficient on today cover your people oh God they need you like never before God we love you we honor you and we adore you and we ask all of these things in your son Jesus name we pray amen amen God is a mighty God. He's an awesome God. I don't know who I was speaking to on today, but God says his grace is sufficient. Pastor Cole has a word from the Lord on today. So let us receive him. I pray that you will open up your ears, 
that you will open up your spirit so that this seed can fall on good ground that it can take root and that it can grow please let us receive pastor cole amen Praise the Lord, everybody. We're going to Matthew chapter 26, verses 36 through 46. And as they're still playing lightly, it's going to be the New Living Translation. And I just want to greet you on today once again on behalf of Pastor Keith and Lady Serena Babb. The reason why you're not seeing them on this morning, it is their anniversary on today. We applaud them. I remember I was there actually on the day that they were married um, and never knew the connection that God would ordain. But I thank God for the ministry that is birthed within them that is also carried over to me. We thank God for them on today. And as you're standing or if you're in your home and you have your tablet or you have your Bible with the gold pages, you're at Matthew chapter 26, verses 36 through 46. You know, one of the things about that song that I guess gets me, and you know, I guess it's hard for some people um, when, when they're talking about a consuming fire, and I guess you have to read a little bit of the word, or if you have to know a little bit of history, and if we were sit here and we would say, uh, we opened up the doors and we said, the Lord of hosts would come and we allowed Jesus to come in because he's the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords, and I know that may be hard for some people to grasp the concept because we don't teach about kings anymore see in the country that we live in we have a democracy and we have a president and I know you could go on the news and talk about well what's going on with him but I want to talk about Jesus just for one second this is not my message I just felt it right now because you would understand what was really going on in the midst of praise and worship if you understood what a king really meant See, when you have a king, not like the Queen of England, that is just a position of power that people see now on TV. But when you used to have a king, he would say something and that was the final word. There wasn't a vote on it. They didn't have to go back and recount. When he said something, that was it. And so we serve a God that's a king. And so do, if you understood that when he speaks, that's it. So if he says you're saved, guess what? You're saved. If he says you're set free, guess what? You're set free. I don't care what sin was upon you. If he speaks it, it's done. And so when he went down and he shed his blood, he spoke. And the consuming fire that they were talking about, kings used to, when they had a problem, if you read about Daniel and the Hebrew boys, they, they used to, when they had a problem with something, they used to throw people into a furnace. They could light it up and they knew that things had to be tested by the fire. See, there's some things water just can't do. Water can't wash away everything. Yes, we go through water baptism, but the representation is in the fire. See, there's some things that fire only can test. And so on this morning, maybe you didn't understand the prayer that Minister Chantel was telling you about, but there's some things in your life that has to only be tested through fire. There's some relationships that only can be tested through fire. Water couldn't wash it away. Only the fire can consume it. So even before you hear this, and I thank God for my wife on this morning, 
That's the reason why I married her. It wasn't because she was pretty. It's not because she dressed well or she had a good family. It was because of what was birthed inside of her. My God, I saw the fire before it was that big. And I thank God that he revealed that to me. So on today, if there's still something on your life, don't lose that moment. Thank God for the praise and worship team on today that thought it wasn't robbery to sing that simple song. But I promise you, do your research. There's some things in your life that needs to be burned away. You should be right there in Matthew chapter 26, verses 36 through 46 on this morning. And it simply says like this, if you want to read along with me in the New Living Translation, verse 36, it says, Then Jesus went with them to the olive grove. Some of y'all might not have known because we always call it a garden, but it was an olive grove called Gethsemane. And he said, sit here while I go over there to pray. And the people that he took with him when he went into this inner court, he took Peter and he took Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. Verse 38 says it like this. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Somebody say with me. On verse 39, he said he went on a little bit further and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done and not mine. Verse 40 goes on to say, then he returned to, to the disciples and found them asleep. He said to Peter, couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Keep watch and pray so that you will not give into temptation. And then he says, I know your spirit is willing, but you need to take note of this. Your body is weak. Verse 42, I know it's a lot of verses, but they're necessary. Then Jesus left them a second time and prayed, My Father, if this cup cannot be taken away unless I drink it, your will be done. And when he had returned to them, he had found them sleeping. For they couldn't keep their eyes open. It sounds like when my wife is trying to talk to me at nighttime. Praise the Lord. So he went to pray a third time, saying the same thing again. Then he came to the disciples and said, go ahead and sleep. Have your rest. But look, the time has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Up. Let's go. be going. Look, my betrayer is here. You can have your seat. But just, just pray with me just for a moment. As, as, as I speak on just a simple subject, caution fatigue. Uh, you, you know, this, this might be a strange sermon for this time of year. And I know this is a time when we're sitting here and we're getting ready for Thanksgiving. And some people wish they could just skip over this holiday. And some have started and try to hurry up and rush to get to Christmas. But there's something to be thankful for. Even if it's just a warning. You know, as the year quickly comes to a close, some of us look back and say, we don't even know where it began, but there's something plaguing the land. I know you know you're probably saying, Pastor Cole, everybody knows what's plaguing the land. We got the pandemic going on, COVID-19. And I would say, you know what? You are 100 percent correct, but there is something you forgot. We're all tired of hearing about COVID-19. 
It's not uncommon to feel drained when watching the never-ending news reports, statistics, and graphs, wondering, wondering, will it ever be normal again? Uh, I, you know I'm old school. Y'all can say amen. You know, everyone knows the basics. They know to what? Wear a mask, practice social distancing, and the last one, please just wash your hands. It sounds like we should have been washing our hands, not even with a pandemic. You just need to wash your hands. I don't care what's going on. So, so why? Tell me this. Tell me this. Somebody answer back to me in the comments. Why is it so hard to keep doing these things as time goes on? If you're frustrated with how long the pandemic has been or just feeling generally over it. Somebody say I'm over it. Oh. Guess what? You're not alone because you're suffering from caution fatigue. Yes, it is something that is real. This is not made up. I didn't do this. I'm copying off of somebody else. I said, that's what it is. That's what the church is going through. It's a natural reaction to prolonged stress that leaves us feeling worn out. Is anybody feeling worn out over there? And, you know, less motivated to adhere to safety guidelines compared to the beginning of the pandemic. Come on, y'all. Y'all remember when they shut down the country? Most people didn't mind taking the extra precautions and working vigilantly to stay at home and slow the spread. And it was new and unknown. And we gave our best efforts right to flatten the what? What was it called? The curve. But as months have progressed for some, the sense of urgency and the energy to do our part has begun to wane. We have become impatient. Somebody say impatient. impatient. You know what? The other thing where we come against the warnings and the lack of progress that we're seeing. We've become impatient, de-emphasizing the risks, and we begin to bend the original safety precautions that we're once so serious about. We were up there wiping off our car handles, the steering wheel, the TV remote. We're over there telling our kids, come here, we got the disinfectant wipes, wiping their face with that. Going to the grocery store, we spraying everything. We got bleach, everything smelled like your grandma house outside. <laughs> but on today, it's not the same. With no vaccine in place and no wide, red, wide treatment plan in place, it is important to remain cautious. Things we're forgetting about, like washing your hands and not wearing your mask to a birthday party, have consequences and can contribute to the widespread COVID-19. Oh, I'm not up here to give you a science lesson. I want to just make a comparison to what's really going on in our faith. Well, this can be the same waste if we looked at what's really happening with the church. Come on, think back to me. Remember when you first gave your life to Christ? I'll give some of y'all a minute. It was a while ago. But you were really, really serious about it. You wanted to read the Bible. You really did. You, you were trying to read it every day, even if you didn't know what it was talking about. Is that right? And, and, and what else you wouldn't do? You, oh, you, you would tell everybody about this Jesus that you had had encounter with. Now, you may not have known everything about him, but you told somebody you wanted to meet him. And oh, they couldn't beat you to the church house. You would come in praying. You would have your gospel music so loud and you would out pray anybody. Oh, you still praying? You done? Okay, now I got hallelujah. You would go and go and go. I remember being a very young man and growing up in a church and there was a huge mural and my wife can contest to it that, that said, 
you know what? Are you ready for Jesus' return? It was probably about the size of this pool pit. It was a huge mural, and it was a scene of people being raptured. I said, oh, that's scary. I said, I know. I used to get saved every week. I would be on the altar because it was a reminder that Jesus is coming back. But I'm here to tell you, guess what? He's still coming back. And just because the years went on, I stopped praying so much. I stopped reading my Bible so much. I stopped looking for Jesus to come so much. I stopped telling people about Jesus so much. And here's the worst thing. I stopped looking for the tricks of the enemy. And I realized in today's current pandemic, guess what? It's the same thing. We stop watching and praying. Yes, you may say your prayers, but are you watching out for the enemy? When I say, and I ask church people, you, you know, the, the, this is for the people that are called by God. You know, the ones that know his voice found in John chapter 10, verse 27. I believe we need to address this caution fatigue. Because if we don't, and we don't become vigilant, I believe our faith in the church is lining up for death. It's very serious. You know, there's three things. Somebody say three things that I believe the Lord is telling us in this scripture right now so that we do not continue to fall into caution fatigue. The first one is watch ourselves. The second one is watch others. And the third is watch God's plan. Number one, here, here we go. Somebody put it in the comment box. You need to say watch yourself. Why in this verse would Jesus do all of this? He had to know the disciples were tired. Could you agree? See, if, if you read any of the story beforehand, uh, Jesus knew that his death was coming and he kept telling his disciples about it. See, just a little while ago, and Pastor Keith was talking about it, after dealing with Lazarus and his sisters and being anointed with oil, he had came up and they're talking about Judas already agreeing to betray him. And then he talks about his death at this supper we call the Last Supper. And even in the midst of that, he goes on to tell the disciples, you know what, all of y'all going to leave me. Matter of fact, and Peter's like, oh, no, I don't care if everybody else leaves you. I'm not leaving you. And then he reminds him that you're going to deny me three times before it's all said and done. And then after all of that, even after knowing they'll scatter, even after knowing that Peter will deny him three times, he takes him to watch night service. And where does he do it at? The Grove. Yeah, the, the, the grove, the Garden of Gethsemane. That's what it was. It was an olive grove. It represented a place of anointing. And he had to know that they would be tired, but he still says, come with me, keep watch, and pray. And why would Jesus go about doing that? It's because he knew they had the ability to do it. So even on today, you have the ability to do it even in tired places. Even when you can't watch and pray for anyone else, what you can do is watch your life. Somebody say watch yourself. You know, the, the, the way that we watch ourselves is simple. Proverbs 4 and 23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Somebody say, I got issues. The reason you have to have issues is because you weren't guarding your heart. So you thought it was just because you had met some people and you had to go to work. No, it was because you weren't guarding your heart. That's what the word says right here. We have to be careful of what and who we allow in and around our heart because it determines the courses of life. 
This is the reason that we keep a team around Pastor Keith because he has a heart bigger than this building. I promise you, we have to keep guard of it. But just like Pastor Keith, you need to keep a circle around you that helps you to guard your heart. Remember, guarding your heart can lead to some things that we call suffering and it's suffering from caution fatigue. See, you can get caught up real easy not guarding your heart. You could, it's coming out of routine. For example, let's see. Uh, every day you wake up and you do your morning walk. And you're going out and during your morning walk you pray. I mean, not just going and rabba seto. I'm just talking about praying. Lord, this is where I am on today. This is where I'm trying to go. I don't know. Do you want to say something to me? Maybe it's not your morning walk, but it's your car ride. Come on. I know some people can, can understand that because you're working from home. Before on your car ride to work, you would turn on your gospel music and you would try to hear from God. But now that you're staying at home, or do you still have a routine where you want and set apart time to hear from God? If not, you're probably suffering from caution fatigue. See, some of you might say, ah, I don't know how to pray, but guess what? My wife was just talking about it. It was a shameless plug on Thursday. Go back and watch the Acts method of prayer. It's something simple you can start with. You can't let the rain come down, throw off your routine. So on today, we're reading about caution fatigue. We're seeing how do we get caught up and not watching and praying. But some of you would go out there and you say, well, I don't do all of that, Pastor Cole. You know, I'm young. You don't know my life. Please, you don't know me. You don't know what I got to deal with. Well, I know this. Young people are still dying every day. You see it on the news. And I just want you to be ready. So I'll just give you a scripture too. You know, we, we need a word because y'all don't trust me. Psalms 119 and 9. It says, how can a young person stay pure? Here it go. It's not a joke. By obeying your word. If you just obey the word of God, you will find yourself in a place of purity. That is the way you guard your heart. And regardless if you're young or if you're old, you still have to keep watch. 2 Corinthians 11 and 14 says it like this. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. I want to tell you, don't just look for the devil on October 31st. He is doing a costume party every single day. You're out there looking for demons and devils dressed up, but it says he dresses up. He masquerades as an angel of light. You're looking for horns, and he's dressed up like an angel. So even on today, the one person that said, oh, I just came to speak something over your life, but I want to do it at your house. You don't know them. That might be the Satan masquerading as an angel of light. You have to keep watch and pray. Matthew 6 and 22 says it like this in the amplified version. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is clear or spiritually perceptive, your whole body will be filled with light. Also known as benefiting from God's precept. Ooh, this is going to hurt some Christians out here. Because if you got a dirty eye, you can come to church every day and get nothing. You can be on streaming every day with all the prophets. You can be up there listening to every well-known preacher. But if your eye is dirty, you're receiving nothing. I thank God for praising worship on today because partially of what it did was started to clear off your eye. So that you can see the things that I'm trying to tell you God already said. 
So just know that I don't care if you go to church streaming or in person. If your eye is dirty, you're still not getting nothing out of it. So even right now in Matthew 26, that's where we are in the Bible. Jesus literally wants his disciples to use their eyes. There are moments where you just need to open up your eyes and see. There are times and situations when people are showing you who they really are and what you need to do is say, believe them. If they're showing you who they are, believe them. It's real easy. If somebody talk about stealing all the time, come on. If they talk about, ooh, that would be nice, man, I'll take that right up. If they talk about stealing all the time, don't put them over the money. They're not supposed to be the treasurer in the student council. They're not supposed to be the finance director, Ms. Nicole. That's not their job. They talk about stealing. They're showing you who they are. If someone is over here and they're always telling me, oh, man, uh, Pastor Cole, your wife is nice. Like, she is, uh, the way, uh, ooh, I love the way her head, have you seen her feet? Yes, I've seen her feet. Why are you telling me? That is not the person you send to your house when you're out of town. That's not, they're telling you who they are. The, 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 the older people, older, maybe not old, they used to say it like this, if it, if it looks like a duck and it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck, then what is it? Okay, I see you in the comments. Put that in the comment. Back. If your neighbor is over there looking and walking like a duck, guess what? It's a duck. So when you're in this place, you sometimes you just got to use your eyes. They're clearly seeing what you're seeing. Don't try to masquerade it as something else. That's what the devil do. He already got that job. Sometimes it just is what it is. When you know that you're watching and praying, this is you. Remember, we're talking about ourselves, and you're not suffering from caution fatigue, then God has something else for you. We're already on part two. Next, I believe God would want us to watch others. It's, it's, it's real, real simple. You know, watching others is, is, is like this. This is not a moment where we would take the freedom or the liberty to be critical of others. You know, people, we, we love this scripture right here, Matthew 7 and 5. Hypocrite! First, get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see it well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. There's two parts to that. I, uh, I agree. Get it out of your own eye. But part B says, then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. So you're still supposed to deal with it if we see something. But you got to make sure the first point, you write first. See, see, we love to throw that. Why are you talking about me? Why don't you got enough to deal with? You're right. I do. And I'm dealing with it. But are you? See, that, that's, that's the hard part. We, 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 we have so many things there. There's so many times that the Lord will speak to you to pray for someone's family. Or maybe he even gives you the grace to warn a believer or even a non-believer. Uh, but there's times that, that you have to actually say something. Watching others is not just a nice gesture because we will say, well, you know, maybe somebody else will do it. No, it's not a nice gesture. It's a commandment. Somebody put that in the comment box. It's a commandment. Jesus speaks about loving your neighbor as yourself. And that's the second greatest commandment. This is right after in Mark 12, 30 and 31. This is right after he's talking about loving God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. That is a strong statement. They were asking him what were the greatest commandments. He says, love God and then love your neighbor as yourself. It is a commandment to look out for each other. And if you say, well, that person ain't my neighbor, guess what? Matthew 5 and 44 says also love your enemies. 
So now it's covered. I think that's everybody. So in these moments, you can't sit up here and say, I don't care about anybody else. Well, okay, I, I know I can hear you speaking right now. You are loving your neighbor. And when it comes, you're seeing these caution signs. And, and then it usually happens when uh, uh, you're like Peter and John. You're watching and praying, and they weren't doing that. And, you know, I, I, I got my own issues, God. I got my own issues. Well, okay, well, we'll get back to that. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as you're doing. First Thessalonians 5 and 11. And it's, it's, it's crazy how easy it is to point out, point out when somebody else is doing wrong. But it's like pulling teeth. It's like pulling teeth to encourage each other when you're doing something right. You know, if, if we would encourage each other, we wouldn't have to sing songs talking about encourage yourself. No, we don't need to. The Bible says encourage each other. Amen. Somebody say encourage me in the comment box. Uh, the, another way to watch is we carry each other's burden. And in this way, we fulfill the law of Christ. That's Galatians 6 and 2. There are many times in the early morning and in the late hours that your neighbor will need to call on you. And it's usually when you have your own burden. Remember, I told you what's coming right back to it. And that you're going through yourself. You're sitting up praying to the Lord. And you're saying, why would you have them call me? I, I'm, I got enough I'm dealing with. And you said you wouldn't put more on me than I could bear. Well, Lord. This too much stuff. This somebody else's. I don't need it. And then you have to go back to the scripture again. And we have to look at why God commanded us to help people. First Corinthians 10 and 13 says, you are tempted. Somebody say tempted. In the same way that everyone else is tempted. But God can be trusted not to let you be tempted too much. Oh, that wasn't about everything. That was about your temptation. And he will show you how to escape your temptations. But just like uh, Minister Chantel was talking about on this morning, 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, it says simply like this. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient and my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That wasn't just about the thorn. Grace covers everything. So when you're sitting up here, see, you got to know the difference between temptation and grace. See, Mrs. Johnson, she's 25 years old with no kids. She got a YouTube page and a whole husband. She don't need no help watering her grass. That's temptation. But you know who do need help? Miss Maria right across the street. She's 87 years old. She's lonely. She loves God, but she can't get to our mailbox because the grass is long. That's help. There's a difference. You got to know the difference. And see, see, one is bearing the burden and one is bearing temptation. See, we can help bear each other's burden. Matter of fact, it commands us to. And the other one is bearing temptation. That's where he gives you an escape route. He doesn't let us escape helping others. That wasn't just Jesus' job. It's our job, too. And I know some of you have been getting impatient with staying in the house and when everything shut down and you were forced to live a version of living right because you really didn't have access to the things you used to do. But now that things are starting to open, you can clearly see the caution fatigue has set in. And not just on you, but on your neighbor. 
So on today, just remember number two, and I promise you I'm going to number three, and I'll be done. You got to remember number two is we're watching others, and it's not just a nice gesture. It's a commandment. And last is that we're watching God's plan. If you remember, and I'll go over it one more time, the disciples were constantly reminded that Jesus came on a mission. He told them he wouldn't be with them forever. And he was letting them know it was about to unfold. Jesus was in the grove, the garden that we called Gethsemane. And it was about to be, it wasn't about their willing spirit. It was about their weak flesh that he really was concerned about. And Jesus on the third time said it just like this, Matthew 26 and 45. Then he came to the disciples and said, Go ahead and sleep. Have your rest. But guess what? Look, the time has come. The son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. And guess what? Just like us, we're at the end. We're at the end of knowing that we're not just having suffering from cautious fatigue. That no matter what, God's plan will be revealed. Rather, regardless if we choose to watch and pray over ourselves, regardless if we choose to watch and pray over others, God's plan is still going to be revealed on this earth just like it was in heaven. And it says it like this as I'm closing out in Proverbs verses, chapter 19, verses 21. Many are the plans in the mind of a man or woman, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. We make a lot of plans. 2020, uh, 2020 has shown us that, that we had a whole lot of plans, a whole lot of things we were going to do. But guess what? The Lord's plans is the one that stood. Regardless if we lost some loved ones on this, the Lord's plan stood. We had a lot of plans. There were things I was going to do with my grandmother this year, but the Lord's plan stood. This is one that we love, we love, we love until it doesn't work for us. Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for good and not evil to give you a future and a hope. If you're here on today and you're still hearing this, that means you have future, even right now. That means that you, every day that you wake up, there is hope. And so I, I thank God even right now, 1 Timothy 2 and 4 says it like this. Who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth? Jesus wants us all to be saved. But guess what? It's still a choice. So on today, as, as I'm, I'm, I'm finishing up right now, I, I, I would have the people pray. And if you're viewing online, just to answer some questions for me, if, if that's all right. I just want you to know, just like I knew when I was a little boy, that heaven is still real. I know preachers, it's not popular. This is not the message that you'll find on YouTube every day. You won't hear people talking about heaven and hell, but guess what? It's still there. There's still a choice to be made for some, and I'm going to offer that first. And that is, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ, his plan will still come. You don't understand what it means to watch and pray. You don't understand caution fatigue. You don't even think you had to have caution. But guess what? That plan will still lead to eternal death. Yes, I know it is strong words, but we have uh, rulers in dark places that wish to have their way with you. That's what they want. They want to get you caught up 
They want, they want you never to get the word that says you can be saved. Even if it's just saved from yourself. Maybe, 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 maybe that's you. So on today, and yes, I want you to email at church office, uh, org. They'll come up here and say it again. I want you to do that. But right now, I don't want to wait. I don't want the moment to pass. If you're watching this, if this is a replay, if you're watching it live, I, I, I want you just to, to do something simple, the ABCs. I, I, if you could admit that you're a sinner, if you can believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior and confess with your mouth that he's Lord and you want him to Lord over your life, right now you can be saved. Right now. It's just admit it. You don't know the way. You don't know the plan. You don't know how to watch you know what you believe Jesus Christ came and he was Lord and that he wasn't just talking to the disciples in the Bible but he was talking to you right now right now is your time of confession we're praying with you I promise you regardless if you're watching this live or replay we're praying with you this is a monumental moment even right now you giving your life to Christ I can't take that away from you and no one else can either so we thank God for all those that have done that. And next, the, the next question that I might ask, and if, if that's you, then I, I would like you to pray with us. Maybe because of everything that's been going on, the pandemic, maybe it has nothing to do with pandemic. It might just be your family and you're just tired of it. Maybe you gave up on watching out on your own life. Remember, that was the first point. You, you got to get you right first. You, you, you know, you, you, you personally just said, I'm done. I'm done. I want to pray with you. So if that's you, if you're in the building or whatever, raise your hand. I don't want, this would usually be an altar call, but because of the situation, God can reach each and every one of us where we are. So just like in the Garden of Gethsemane, this is a place of anointing. So the oil will flow into your home, to every seat. If you've given up, you know what, you got to admit it. I, I stopped watching out. I stopped taking the safety precautions. If that's you, you can raise your hand or I see you in the comments. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, God. Give them staying power. The ability to see you through everything. Give them the power to know that your grace is sufficient. That you can meet them in every need, even right now. Each and every person. Let them know, still show caution. Your return is coming. Regardless if they'll be caught up in the rapture or if they take their last breath on one of these days on earth. We thank you and we need you even right now. And last, I'm, I just want to pray as of course we're in this together, but maybe you don't have a church home. Maybe you don't have anybody to encourage you or to teach you uh, about who God is. You, 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 you know them, you've met them, you've confessed, but you don't have a church home. And guess what? The Way Church of Tampa Bay, we're open. We're here with open arms to receive you and to take you in. I promise you, even if you just leave it in the comment box, we will get back in touch with you. We will call you on this week and welcome you into the church. And we promise we will keep watch over your life. We will continue to pray with you. We don't feel like it's a burden that you would bring your burden to us. Let us bear it together. Because guess what? When we do that, we show God's perfect strength. Even in our weakness, we thank God for you.
So if that's you, go ahead and put it in the comment box or email us. We thank God for everything that was done on today. We thank God for the atmosphere that was set and everybody staying tuned in. Receive this word on today. And you know how you help others? Go ahead and share it. You can help your, your brother or your sister or even your enemy on today by telling them to watch and pray. I can see you're suffering from caution fatigue. God still has a plan for you. It still has a hope and a future. So we thank God for his word even on today. For all those that were blessed from the word, for all those that were able to receive it, we thank you, God, for even clearing up cloudy eyes on today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And we have minister in training, Bree, coming up. Oh, it's all right. You can go ahead and... Uh... Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. I just want to thank God for Pastor Cole's word. And I just ask that whether it applied to you or someone you know, please remember to share, send it, and come back to it this week. Because we always need to recap on the word. Amen? So, church announcements for this Sunday. Um, we just want to say happy anniversary to our leaders. We honor God for the lives of Pastor Keith and Lady Serena Babb. And today, let's celebrate God for 12 years of marriage for them. Comment in the comment box and wish them a happy anniversary. There will be no Bible study this week in observance of Thanksgiving. We will not have midweek Bible study this week. We pray that you give the Lord thanks this week for all that he has done, is doing, and will do in your life. As a reminder, try to refrain from large gatherings and remain safe during this holiday week. Dealing with the weight of waiting. Make plans to join us next week, Sunday at 1030, as Pastor Keith closes out our current sermon series, Dealing with the Weights of Waiting. God has a will for our waiting, and we pray that God's will for your waiting has been revealed throughout this sermon series. Thank you. Because of your sacrifices, we'll, we will be blessing 24 families with Thanksgiving dinner on Astor Avenue immediately following service this morning. Thank you for your hearts, your sacrifices, and your service to the Lord. Many will be blessed as a result. Thank you again for worshiping with us as we invite you to attend any of our weekly virtual worship services. Now for the offering. We have four ways to give, and here at The Way, we give accordingly to 2 Corinthians 9, 7. You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. We desire for you to be a cheerful giver. Therefore, as you consider what you should give this morning, you have several ways you can give to The Way Church. In person, you can give in person by filling out an offering envelope and placing your offerings in the offering baskets located at the rear of the sanctuary as you exit the church. Online, you can give online via our website, waytampabay.org. Once you enter our web page, click the giving link in the top right-hand corner and you can give securely, securely via PayPal. Um, for Cash App, you can also give via our church Cash App. Our Cash App is dollar sign Way Church of TB. And you can also mail in your offering at P.O. Box 28003, Tampa, Florida 33612. Thank you for your giving and your offering to the Lord. 
as you give cheerfully, give our desire, give our desire to be a good steward over these gifts so that we can continue and expand our service to the Lord. Before we close out today, I want to give you um, a scripture as well as a closing prayer. I will be reading Acts 20, 24, and it reads, However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Now, wherever we are, can we stand in reverence for God in prayer real quick, please? Thank you. Oh, gracious God, how I thank you for the Way Church of Tampa Bay. I thank you for our leaders and also, most importantly, Lord, I thank you for you and all that you continue to do. Lord, this season, this year, 2020 has been something in all ways, whether it was a waiting, flourishing, testing, and trials, Father God, it has been something, but you are the great Father, and we thank you, Father God. No matter what we experience, Father God, we thank you that you're there, Father God, and I pray that this week we go back and watch the word, Father God, that Pastor Cole has given us, and we are reminded, Lord, that our walk is sufficient in you, Father God. Some of us may not know the task that you have put on our lives, the calling that you have put on our lives, but there is one every day that you wake us up. We thank you because that is a reminder in Jesus' name that you are not done with us yet. So help us to aim and complete your good work. Give us something in our hearts, Father God, to hold on to, whatever that task may be, whatever that ministry, no big or small, Father God, because we're here to serve you in Jesus' name. We love you. We adore you, Father God. Keep us, Father God, and whether it's virtually or in person, let us see each other again. Let us be able to come and say hello and hey father god thank you for keeping us and all that you continue to do in jesus name you are the mighty god and we thank you in jesus name amen 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 i'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because god is sovereign and whenever our sovereign god sends us a message for a reason he wants us to respond my prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.